and Melissa, a podcast that dives deep below the surface of the self-help world. We are two friends here to create a community of unconditional self-acceptance and love. Join our fun, intuitive conversations as we get curious about our connections with others. And most importantly, Hi, Melissa. Hey, Meg. How's it going? Good. Happy. Uh, what's it's Tuesday? Happy Tuesday. My recording day. I, <laughs> we were just saying day. this is just one of my most favorite times of the week. I get so excited for this. Partly yeah. because, yes, we get to record, you know, for our beautiful listeners. But we were just saying that this is like therapy for us. Yeah. 100%. You know, when we really just get to talk about, you know, we catch up before we record. But just get to check, you know, check in on all the things and really see how you're doing. Yeah. Um, so with that, Meg, how are you doing today? This is, um, this is a big day for you. Yeah, it, it's a big day. It's a sad, it's a, it's a really sad day. So, um, but I'm actually, I'm actually doing well, but today, um, and it's weird. It's only been two years, but two years ago, my mom passed away on this day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, feeling the emotion now as I'm saying that yeah. come up for sure. But um, we were just talking about it before we started recording in just all these ways that I'm like trying to figure out how to process it because honestly, it's still so fresh because two years is not like part, parts of it feel like a life ago, but it also just like a blink of the eye feels like, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And especially what's so interesting is this season, like as we're recording, it's it's fall. And when this season shifts, it brings up a lot of the memories of going through hospice with her and being in Missouri and dealing with all the, you know, all the hospitals and all of that. So yeah, it's but it's also weirdly enough, this time of year is also such a renewal time of year for me. It seems like most of my big life changes have always happened in September, October, but it doesn't make it necessarily easier, you know. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a change, but it, it was a really, really hard change. So I think we, we were talking about this before, before, but I think we wanted to use um, this podcast to kind of help talk about that and talk about loss. If we can pass off anything to help you process your pain that you're going through your loss or finding ways to, to connect and feel it, um, that's what we thought we would talk about today. Yeah. Oh, Meg, love you so much. Oh, I love um, yeah, just such a beautiful space for you to not only talk. And like you said, even as I said that out loud, sometimes just saying the things, saying the words out loud is a really powerful form of healing um, yeah. and processing. I think there is this, this piece that, you know, when we go through loss or even just a change in general, right? So this time of year is kind of like a new year for a lot of people. It's, you know, a start of a new year, a new school year, new energy. So when we experience change of any kind, like there's always a loss, there's always grief that comes with change in general. So yeah, while this show is going to be definitely a topic of loss, even if you're not maybe directly experiencing a loss of a loved one or, or loss of a relationship, something like that, it's still... Um, relevant if you're just going through change of any kind. Yeah. And I mean, we all are going to experience loss at some point in our life. um, It's inevitable, right? It's inevitable. (laughs) It's going to happen. And 
you know, I think most of us at this point probably have lost, you know, maybe a grandparent or, you know, had a breakup that was really painful or divorce or something. And, and those are all, those are all very traumatic losses that don't, you don't really just heal from and just say, mm-hmm. you know, a few weeks or a few months or even a few years. I mean, it's, they say that loss is, it really comes in waves. I never fully understood that until I went through the loss of my mom. And before that, I honestly believe it was kind of a prep, a preparation for my mom passing, but I lost my cat, which is, you know, it sounds not as serious a loss, but for me, it was a really, really big loss. And yeah, you know, having like, I honestly believe having the experience of losing my cat nine months before my mom passed away, it really helped me prepare for that. It's, it's giving it a release, at least, mm-hmm. at least so it's not just stuck inside all the time, you know? Letting yourself really feel it, you know? And I think a lot of us, you know, myself included, we go through something that's uncomfortable or painful or sad, and we just start distracting, right? We dive into our work, we dive into another relationship or maybe a non-relationship to distract ourselves with. At some point, we have to feel the emotion. And we can go years, we can go decades, right, without actually feeling, you know, this initial feeling, this initial trauma, whatever it was. And then we spend, you know, a good portion of our lives, like ruminating on it, right, thinking about it. And this is something maybe I mentioned on previous shows, my whole life, I always thought I was so emotional, like I was just, I feel everything so deeply. What I realized, actually, it was our our school program, we were in together, Meg, But I realized in the course of that program that I really never felt anything. I just Mm. thought about my feelings. And so Mm. if that's you listening, right, if that resonates, oh, yeah, I just think about my feelings all the time. I think about how I feel. You know, do you really let yourself feel? Unless that's physical, it's probably a no, because feeling happens on the physical plane, right? It happens in our body. And so if we're not experiencing that, if we're not letting our bodies feel it, then yeah, it's just stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so much we've talked a little bit about this. You know, there's, there's only, we talk a lot about it. I think I just saw something. um, I'm sure many of you guys follow the holistic therapist on Instagram. She's one of my faves, but there was a quote that she put out recently that was just about how trauma can't always be healed with just talk therapy or just talking. I mean, you have to, it usually can't. Yeah, it can't. I mean, it really, I mean, I'm sure there are people that there is healing that's done with that, but your body conscious healing for sure. Yeah. 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 And I mean, but your body is the, the body is holds all of that trauma and all of that pain. And so if you're healing your mind and your thoughts, then yes, that's a piece of it, but the rest of your body is carrying all of that pain and trauma around and it's there to make sure you help you not feel that pain and trauma again. I mean, it's doing its job, right? Right, 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 right. We forget (laughs) that it's actually for good. I mean, it's served us very, very well, you know, throughout time. We're just not going to be happy, healthy people, right? So Meg, like knowing this has been two years and, you know, then what nine for that, um, You've had a few years now where, I mean, I've seen you as your friend, but also someone who's been doing this work alongside of you, just seeing you kind of, I guess, handle and process um, these losses, right, in your life. So can you share what your process has been and what it continues to be? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I can totally share that. I think it's, it's a lot of things. I, I do feel very, I believe in timing of things. I do feel really lucky. Again, I mentioned the timing about my cat niche passing away, but also at that same time, I luckily had found actually you, Melissa, and you know, another really uh, amazing teacher that we, you know, we worked together. Leah was, was there. And so I actually started some work like probably a year before. And I think all of that work that I did on myself, I also was seeing a therapist regularly. And that's what I needed at the time. I did need to talk some stuff out too. So doing that and then doing, I would started integrating breath work, which was really, really healing, really painful because breath work does bring up a lot of trauma. So you can feel it again, but it's, it's almost like on a little bit more of a diluted way. And then you're able to come back and and kind of see it from a different perspective and then heal from it. But then like even just yoga, Melissa, like yoga really helped me through a lot of that. That was my getting on the mat and moving and breathing. You know, every day I was like, I just need to do something before I go and, and sit in this room. And, you know, just you're watching your loved ones just die. It's, it's so it's, and you can't do anything. So it's really, <laughs> when they get emotional, it's really, really hard to feel. So yeah. the more I could try to have an outlet to feel, um, and I would say, just find the people that really love you in your life and talk to them and reach out because what I'm coming up is like, as I'm thinking about the, the going through that time, like I had my husband, of course, but then my brother and then his wife. Um, and we really like the four of us together, you know, we felt like we really had to be there for my dad and like be the strong ones, you know, because ultimately we're losing our mom, but you know, he's losing his like life partner. So, and you know, we, we had each other and we, um, we did, I will say like, we would laugh as much as we could. We also wanted to be conscious, like around my mom of like, let's remind her of the joys of life and how much we do yeah. love each other. And I really feel like she got to see that in the end. <laughs> mm. Um, so yeah, I think, I think just having a really good support system and then the people that are not supportive, you know, get rid of them for that time. Like, you know, you can deal with that later. Like, I think it comes really when you have lost, there's very, very clear messages that come through of who is there to support you and who's not. And it, and it's really easy at that point too, to be like, you know what, I, I'm good. I don't need to worry about this thing because I'm dealing with like this major loss. And it really does. Like, I will say that's one of the more, there's definitely benefits that have come out of loss for me for sure. And that's one of them that I can easily like not feel a bad about saying no to something anymore. Like I still have that guilt here and there, but I'm like, life is too damn short. <laughs> yeah. You, if you don't want to do something, don't do it. Like spend mm -hmm. it with the people that a back and forth relationship with. So I think that, I think the support system around you, finding some kind of physical way to feel the pain. And then especially if you're going through like a really, really traumatic, you you might really want to talk to a therapist or somebody else that can help you through that too. Some sort of professional, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, And that's right. The point of this podcast, the point of us sharing, bringing all of this together is to help everyone find their own ways, their own methods of doing that. That of course there are resources I think that's just too part of the remembering of how strong we are. Just, yeah, we can use some of these tools that are not complicated, that are really not complex. It's just a practice. It's just an awareness. And yeah, I love what you talked about with the boundaries and the saying no. And I think um, when, when 
we get that change in perspective, I guess. I'm not sure how to say it. Mm-hmm. Like when we get that change in perspective, when we really go through something traumatic or when we lose someone, or I know for myself, I went um, this past winter in February, my dad suffered a massive heart attack. Yeah. And we're, you know, we didn't lose him. Thankfully, there were many moments where we were not sure. And yeah. I did have to say goodbye to him. Like I didn't know, right, if he was going to make it. So in that moment, yeah, I was experiencing grief and loss, I, you know, going through a divorce. Um, losing a dog, right? I mean, we oh, have the, yeah. a grandparent. I mean, there's so many different losses. Yeah. And I can see over the years, my capacity to, to handle and to ride the wave of, of the emotions that come. I mean, years ago, I, I didn't really have any capacity to handle anything. Yeah. Um, and part of that was because I wasn't really healing or allowing myself to do so. And now I don't want to say suffer the discomfort, but that's just part of yeah. part of all this. I right? mean, the pain, there's no, there's no, um, there's no way to not have pain, but the suffering is what you, that's have. the, that's what I was trying that's, to say. I knew like, you were, I was like, I'm like, <laughs> but it is, it you is suffering. Like you're, you're going to have, you're yeah. going to have suffering, but it's, um, you know, how much there is, there is tools that can help you as to how much you have to suffer. How much? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know that even in the shifting of relationships, I get in that period where actually I had about a, a half a day where I was in a very, I was in a, a pretty negative space, you know, mm-hmm. for, for a few hours. And it's like, all right, what do I do? I do the things, you know, I was like, what food sounds really, really amazing and nourishing right now. Whereas before I would right. have mindlessly just like ate pizza which is right. not, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. I still do that. I love that. But I was like, okay, <laughs> what do I need to really nourish myself? Went oh. out for a walk, got some mm-hmm. air, you know, did the things. And it's like, all right, something that would have taken me days or even weeks or months to come back from before. Yeah. Now it took me four hours. This is what the work does. It's not to yeah. say the waves aren't going to keep crashing, but we just learn how to you know, we have life rafts now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We got the raft. <laughs> we have the, yeah, we have some, uh, what are those swimmies? <laughs> <laughs> some floaties. <laughs> some floaties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, uh, child, the child safe ones. So we don't drown. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a weight restriction on those? I, know, yeah. I don't know how those work. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, what I love what you said too about, um, about like finding something that's really nourishing. What are some other things that you do? Because I feel like you, you're so conscious with like, I feel like you're much more connected in a way with, because you're, you're experienced with Ayurveda and all that in the background. So I think you're, I always kind of look to you for advice for. Oh, well, I mean, we look towards each other for sure. We both inspire. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I have learned to really, to really nourish is the word that just keeps Mm -hmm. coming up. I've learned to really listen to what I need. And then the hardest part of that is actually following through. So yeah, for a long time, I was very aware of what I needed and you know, what I wanted or whatever. And I just never really followed through. It was always like the habits, um, the habits took over or the things that were routine. And now I really check in and living my life in the most intentional way that I've, I've ever lived it. So for me, it's most of the time I need to feel warm and I need to feel safe. So what do I like to do? I like to take baths, right? I like my candles and I like my just setting like a really cozy environment. Um, 
you know, eating really nourishing food. Like I'm a big foodie, right? Like we both mm-hmm. love food, right? Meg, oh so it's like, yep. what do I really yep. want to eat? Like food is so nourishing for us. Um, yeah, it's again, it's the little, the little things that aren't really the little things, right? But it's like, what do you do most of the time? What are these things that you can incorporate into, into your day? So I realized again with the baths, like baths are very detoxifying, but I also love to be warm. It's a time to read. I now take baths. I wouldn't say every day, but maybe every other day. Yeah. And there was a time in my life where I didn't take a bath for probably five years because I just quote unquote didn't have time. Right now I can take mm-hmm. a bath for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, right? Yeah. Who has that time? We I'll spend 20 minutes on our phones in the morning guaranteed. Oh yeah. So that sure. time could be spent doing just something nourishing, something good yeah. for you. Um, and then just really like you talked about the boundaries. And I know we say that word all the time on this show, but being able to say no to things. And there were times we both, we both, both said no to each other countless oh, times yeah. mm-hmm. and because we both get it. Like, you know, I'm supposed to go to Chicago. You're supposed to come here. We're supposed to do something. And it just, sometimes we just check in and we're like, you know what? I don't have the capacity for this right now, or yeah. I need to rest. I need this. Um, and the people, again, you said this, but the people that are going to show up for you and who understand that they're not going to take it personally. They're going to understand. Yeah. I get yeah. it. You need to take a time out for yourself. And they're going to encourage you to do that. Whenever you say no, I'm like, good mm-hmm. job. Like when people say no to me, <laughs> I'm like, good for you for putting yourself first. It's not about yeah. me. This is about yeah. you. It's the commitments that you make sometimes and like how much you're scheduling yourself and feeling obligated to, to plan things with certain people that maybe you don't want to spend time with, or that's, or maybe it's just, you don't want to spend time with them in that moment, or you just need I think what we, what you touched on too, and I really think we should talk about this a little bit, but is like, are you scheduling time to hang out with yourself? Yes. <laughs> and I'm so bad about that. We literally were just saying this because it's so hard for me to schedule and protect that time. Like sometimes I'll put something on my calendar, but it's really hard for me to protect it. I think the only thing I've been good about is you know, doing my, my work with my horses when I go and do that. But even then I'm still not alone. I'm working with an instructor. I'm working with the horses. Like, I think just having some pure alone time that's been coming up um, for me too. And that's such a good way to really listen to yourself and hear what, what you need, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. We all have a kind of a number one distraction. (laughs) So whether that's people, other people, whether that's again, work, exercise. I mean, it could be anything. Pick your poison. Like, what is it? We all have one. Mm -hmm. And so we're like shutting it down. um, So we don't have to feel. And, you know, so there's definitely that correlation. So whatever your thing is, recognize your distraction. And just again, step one is becoming aware of it. Just setting that intention is really, really powerful. But it's just becoming aware, right? And giving yourself the time and the space and the nourishment that you need and recognize that depending on the season or the chapter of life, that could mean different things. Like that's always changing. So. And I also love that you're um, just like, you're, it's so interesting, Melissa, because I love what, and people, I'm wondering if I'm catching this, but you're saying that you're, the nourishment is such an important thing, but then you can for you, you can easily go over that line and then it becomes like a distraction with food, right? Right. Yeah. So the same thing that mm -hmm. nourishes can also be a detriment. Yeah. Right. So it's either, are you being, or is it the opposite? Are you being too restrictive of yourself in that moment? 
it's, it's just such a balance and like really anything can be a distraction or an addiction, but then at the same time, everything can be fine for you in mod. Well, not everything, but most mm-hmm. things that we in our life think are about fine in moder- moderation, right? The addictions work, yeah. exercise, sex, food, mm-hmm. you know, all these things are very good in their, in their, what is that? I could just see like this, like the middle part of a graph. <laughs> like I see things visually and I'm like, what's the word for that? I don't know. I'm the medium. It. Yeah. It's I mean, like I think the it's middle, like that the balance middle. part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The middle, the middle. So the middle. Yeah. Staying in the middle and not what too much. What is that middle not... for you? Yeah. yeah that's um, that a yogic term of uh, brahmacharya. It's all about the balance, like the non-access, like what is the just enoughness where I nourish, but you're not stepping over that line where now it becomes either a crutch or a distraction or a way to not oh, I feel love that. Right. Will you say so, that word again? Brahmacharya. Uh, we'll put Brahmacharya. it in the show notes. <laughs> I know. I love that. I just, I learned something new in our podcast. Yeah. I was today. just teaching my college class about that. I'm Brahmacharya. And I make them journal about it. So these kids, you know, most of them, they're Ooh. like 20. They're like, what is this stuff? I'm like, <laughs> Hey, I am so I'm way older than 20 and I have not heard of <laughs> So now it's going to be my new, my new favorite word. Yeah. Um, what is your just it. enoughness, right? So your just enoughness. I love oh, it. Oh, Meg, thank you so much for being just open and vulnerable on today's show and just for sharing like some of the things that have helped yeah. you as well. Yeah. Same to you. I mean, you, you've had your loss too. And even I think both of us have you know, we've tried to touch on loss from the beginning of the show. And I, I, I think we, we hope to, and I know, I, you know, I know we'll probably go through some more hard things and we'll try to be open about that on the show as well. Cause I, I do feel like it's helpful to know that you're not alone if you're mm-hmm. going through this, you know? Yeah. And just to spark some just ideas or things that can help you and what feel good to you. So it's not saying you have to use what we've done, Um, But just use those as, you know, maybe guides and then find your own way to nourish yourself. So with that, Meg, I love you. I love you. To all of you listening, thank you for being here, for holding this space. And we'll see you across the week. See you across the week, Melissa. Bye.